0: You know, there are there are parts of my life where I look back on the history of that God has given to me, uh, and I and I think back. I'm like, you know, I wonder. You know, 33 years old, I think, and uh, <laughs> so. Uh, but there's every once in a while, I think back. You know. I wouldn't mind going back where I could be a little bit younger again to kind of relive those times. Uh, you know, it'd be fun to be 10 again where I didn't have any responsibilities. It'd be fun to be, uh, you know, it'd be fun to be 17, 18 years old again, going off to college for the first time again. Like all, all of that was, you know, s- super fun. I, I think one of the, the times in my life where I'm thinking, you know what, I really would never want to relive that ever again is where i'm like 12, 13 and 14 and, and and so you're you know you're it's really awkward because you're going through puberty right? Which is just awkward for me to even say in front of you, right? I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's just an awkward, weird, really weird time because you're stuck between childhood and adulthood. You don't one day you want to be a child, one day you want to be an adult, and people can't figure out how to treat you. And uh, it, it's just kind of a really interesting time of adolescence, right? And so as a church, I think that we're at that point. We're, we are at the point of adolescence. You see, uh, four and a half years ago, actually five and a half years ago now, uh, my my family we, we landed right here uh, in Cane Bay, uh, moved here, and uh, Joel and I teamed up together to plant the Church of Cane Bay uh, back in 2010. Our first thing ever was a teacher breakfast uh, that we did right here at this school inside one of their rooms uh, towards the office, uh, and I remember it was just it was just Joel and me, and uh, and we're sitting in that. Office and we've got this huge spread that people have helped us to make and, uh, and and they would say, well, who did this? And we're like, oh, the Church of Cane Bay did this. And they're like, oh, really? I've never even heard of that. And you're like, well, we're you know we're brand new. And we're like, well, who who is the Church of Cane Bay? And he was like, you're looking at them. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and so and there was just four of us, it was just Adrian and, and me and Joel and Emily, and that was it, and we had two kids at the time, and, and, and so it was actually technically six of us, there we go. Uh, and so, uh, but it was, it, was, it was a ton of fun, and I remember them asking, oh cool, so you're a church, yeah, where, where, where do you meet? We don't. Uh, <laughs> when can I come and see you? You really can't. And so, uh, but and, and that was our humble beginning. It was just it was like this small little embryo, like we hadn't even been born yet. Uh, then we took some time. We gathered some people. We had this core team that met uh, in my house. There was about uh, thirteen adults and the pastel of children that we met uh, for several months, just trying to figure out what our DNA was going to be about. Like this, uh, you know, we we'd been conceived, but now we're just kind of building this team, right? Uh, and, and so we had this fantastic opportunity just to uh, to invest into the community for several months on end, and. And then September of 2011... Uh, September 2011, yeah. I came and we launched right here four and a half years ago uh, in this worship space. I think we had 95 people, including a couple dogs, uh, at, at this, <laughs> inside this facility. Uh, and then the next week we went down to about 53. Uh, so it was, <laughs> it's, it's been a fun ride throughout this entire uh, excursion of a church plant. Uh, we're looking forward to our fifth year anniversary. Uh, but, you know, right now, I think as a church, I mean, so we went through, uh, we were an infant uh, then we went through some childhood years where uh, there were some growing pains, and it was fun and we grew a lot as a church and we saw new people in Invested, we saw people come to know the Lord for the first time. We've seen people walk through the waters of baptism. We saw a fantastic missional community uh, process work its way out where over a hundred percent of the people that are in this room are actively invested on mission with God on a weekly basis, which is incredible. All those things are happening, and I'm really excited because here now, I think what we're doing is we're, we're now going into this adolescent period, and here's what, here's what I mean by that we're not quite. An adult yet, as a church, and I, you know we 're not living on our own yet we 're still kind of renting our own facility like an adolescent would kind of you know be in their parents house, so to speak we 're not on our own. we are kind of paying our own, we are built, paying our own bills now, which is fantastic, but we don 't have our own location, and so we 're a little bit of an adult as a church and still a little bit of a child uh, and I think that that 's okay and there 's two things for two thousand and sixteen that I want us to Embrace as a church adolescent. Uh, there's two things. I want to embrace a little bit of our adulthood, and then I want to embrace a little bit of our childhood. So if you've got a Bible, Proverbs chapter 2, that's where we're going to be today. Proverbs chapter 2, it should be up on the screen for you. Uh, Of course, uh, you can always grab a Bible from us uh, at our connect table. We'd love for you to get that. Uh, You can use your phone as a a Bible. That would be great too. Uh, But Proverbs chapter 2, that's where we're going to be. And then we're going to jump over to Galatians chapter 4. Okay. So Proverbs chapter 2. It's right in the middle of your Bible if you're not familiar. Uh, and Proverbs is a book of 31 uh, different books in which they're, all, they're kind of um, small little pithy sayings about wisdom, about who God is, about what God's plan is. Uh, it's poetic in nature, which is really cool. Uh, and so we're just going to see what God has for us in Proverbs chapter 2. We'll start in verse 1, and it says this. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Now, I want you to pay attention. Don't take your eyes off the scripture just yet. I want you to pay attention to a couple things that, the, uh, the, that uh, I believe it's Solomon who's writing down these Proverbs. The first couple things in the first t- two verses, he's, he, he's saying, he's giving some imperatives. He's telling his son, so to speak, who, um, you know, some, some commandments, so to speak. And he says, if you receive my words, that's number one. Number two, treasure up my commandments. Then he says, make your ear attentive or listen And incline your heart. So first he says, receive. Receive from God everything that you need. Then make sure you treasure up the commandments of God or do what God tells you to do. Make sure that you listen or be attentive to what God is saying. And then lastly, incline your heart or wear your heart on your sleeve, we would say. Right? Where we become vulnerable to what God has for us. He says, yes, you call out for insight. Use your voice for understanding he says in verse 5, and this is what's going to happen, because this is an if-then statement. If you see in verse 1, it says, if, right? Look at that word, circle in your Bible, whatever you need to do. My son, if, and then the then comes later, uh, verse 5. He says, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. It says, for the Lord gives wisdom. Now, a mature person is someone who does all these things, receives someone who inclines or or listens properly, someone who obeys, someone who is vulnerable. These are all um, kind of uh, attributes of someone who is an adult, someone who is maturing in their faith, because what they're doing is they're looking for wisdom, and their goal is to desire wisdom. And that's what I want for the church of Kane Bay. That's my, my first goal for this year is for us as a church to grow in our faith and to be mature and to desire wisdom together. Desire wisdom. And so he says this, and this, I love this. Verse six, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth or his word come knowledge and understanding. And here's what I love. Verse seven, he stores up sound wisdom. He stores it up for the upright. Meaning that he has stores and stores of wisdom. He has it, a plethora of it. He's got it ready for us to have. All we have to do is, number one, receive it. Obey God. Incline our heart. Give over our heart. Become vulnerable to what God has for for us, and trust him, and therefore we will then receive the storehouse of wisdom that he has. So some of us are kind of wandering through this world trying to figure out what's next, what's the best decision, what's the most intelligent decision for our family, for our lives, and God says, I have it all stored up for you. All you have to do is listen to me. He has it for you. Become vulnerable. I love the, the phrase, incline your heart, meaning wear your heart on your sleeve. Now, a lot of us don't like to do that with God or with anybody. We don't like to be vulnerable because that leaves us unprotected. We don't like to be vulnerable relationships. We certainly don't like to be vulnerable with God because that means that things might change for us. But then in verse 7, he says this, he is a shield to those who walk in integrity guarding the paths of justice. So he says, incline your heart, give it over, make sure your heart is on your sleeve, become vulnerable. This is the power of wisdom of God. And then he says, who's going to protect you? Not you. He says, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to become a shield around you. So as a church, we're going to give over our heart. We're going to incline our heart to God, and we're going to be protected by God at the same time. And so the first goal that we have as a church for 2016 It is to make sure that we desire wisdom as a mature adult, as a mature church. I want us to be intelligent in the decisions that we make, and I don't want to make any foolish decisions as a church moving forward. So, secondly, here's the deal there's a second goal, and he says this, and this is very interesting. In verse three, if you call out for insight, if you raise your voice for understanding, that's an interesting phrase. Call out for insight, raise your voice for understanding. What does that mean? I was studying this scripture passage, and I'm like, what, what the heck does that mean? Call out for insight. Because usually, insight comes from listening. Calling out for understanding. Usually when I'm speaking, I'm not really learning. And so, what does that mean? How do we call out for insight? And the Lord showed me this passage in Galatians chapter 4. So turn in your Bible to the New Testament, the book of Galatians chapter 4. Book of Galatians is a letter from Paul to the church at Galatia. It's a very tough letter to read if you want to read the whole thing. Paul is not terribly excited about the church at Galatia. He actually insults them many times, uh, but he also has a lot of good teaching for them, okay? So Galatians chapter 4, and I want to read verse 4 through verse 7. It'll be up on the screen if you haven't found it yet. Uh, But if you're there, just read along with me. It says this, But when the fullness of time, verse 4 begins, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. Now, this is a small, I'm going to keep reading, but this is a small picture of the gospel, the thing that we believe, the thing that we want every man, woman, and child to hear, see, and respond to. We desire for people to know that God loves them, that God created them, but we are broken in our life. We're broken because of sin, and we are desperate in need for a relationship with God again. That's how we're going to find our hope, peace, peace, all of these things. And so we desire for the gospel of God. And so what he says, it's a very short picture right here in, the, in verse 4 and 5. And he says, listen, you were under the law, meaning you were under condemnation. Your sin weighed heavily upon you, but then God wanted to redeem you. And he did so through the Son of God. He did, he did so through Jesus. And then what happens is, is we become adopted into his family. You see, we are part of a broken family. Everything was broken around us. We didn't have a father, we didn't have a mother, we didn't have anything. We were just broken in our own sin. And then God says, I'm going to redeem you, and I'm going to adopt you into my family. So when you were fatherless, I become your father. And so you begin this process of maturity, what we saw in Proverbs 2, and now in Galatians 4, you've now become adopted sons and daughters. And here's what I love. Um, Verse 6. And because you are sons, or because you are sons and daughters... God has sent the spirit of his son capital S meaning Jesus into our hearts crying abba father so that you are no longer a slave but a son and of a son than an heir through God so here's here's the blessing of a child you get to cry daddy from being broken and fatherless to being adopted into a family and you have the privilege and the blessing to cry like a child and to curl up. And Abba is just, a, is just an Arabic form of daddy. And so when he says, daddy, father, you are the close one, the one, that I can, the one that I can trust, the one that I can be vulnerable with. And so in this period of adolescence as a church, where we we're trying to figure out whether we're an adult or whether we're a child, I have an ongoing goal that I never want to leave, even when we kind of grow up as a church, I never want to leave this. But the second goal is I want to cry out to God as if he's our daddy. As if he's our father, because he is. And so I never want to lose that, even when we grow up. That's important. But I want to gain in maturity. I want to become an adult as a church. But I also never want us to leave this idea of being a child of God, where we get to say, Abba, Father, I'm adopted in. I get to be a part of your family. So those are two goals that I just spiritual goals within my heart that I want to share with you to say, hey, this is kind of spiritual direction where we're we going as a church, and I want to share with you a little bit later about how we're going to kind of work that out and some of the things that we're going to do, uh, but. First of all, I want us to just spend a little bit of time in prayer. And now this is going to be a little bit weird uh, because we don't really do this ever. And so if you're, if you're new to the Church of Cane Bay or even if you've been here for a long time, we don't really do this together normally. We do these in MCs or we do it in our huddles. Uh, we don't really gather together for prayer. So I do want to spend about five minutes together just praying together in small groups all over this room. And I hope I didn't freak you out and scare you by just saying that. It's going to be okay. Okay. So I want us to gather together and just kind of turn our chairs together. And I want us to pray through those two things. You can open back, open back up to Proverbs chapter two. That might be helpful for you because it gives you imperatives and it's, you can pray through God, help us to incline our heart. God, help us to listen to you. God, help us to, to make sure that we are gaining in knowledge together in your own lives and as a church. And then just cry out to God. Say, God, I am vulnerable to you. I want to be close to you. I need the relationship of a father and a child. I desire that. And so listen, if you're not really into prayer and if this freaks you out a little bit, you can just kind of just sit quietly. That's okay. Just put your head down and we will just know that you're kind of quietly talking to God by yourself and that's okay. But if you you would like, just kind of turn your chair, find two, three, four people that you can gather together around. My missional community leaders, make sure that you're spread out around the room. If you're with another MC leader, don't do that. Find another group. Uh, So something like that. Uh, But just for the next five minutes, and I'll guide you through some prayer, gather together and just begin to pray together about these two things, about growing in maturity and then crying out to God. So one of the things that we're uh, really pumped about uh, in 2016, of course, is this kind of uh, this whole maturity process as a church. And uh, the what I say is we're, you know, kind of growing as an adolescent, so to speak, uh, and um, Adolescence is this very tumultuous time where you don't really know what's going on. Nothing in your body is in the same is on the same page, and uh, it can be very kind of crazy. And so, we have come up with a plan that I'm super excited about for 2016 that I want you guys to join in uh, with with me on. So, uh, and so, and it's called the whole story. And what the whole story is is it's a plan for the entire year of 2016. It's not only our sermon series for the entire year, uh, but it also is a full out uh, kind of Bible reading guide, huddle guide, missional community guide, children's guide, student guide, all wrapped into one. And here's the reason why we're doing this. Number one is because we believe that the gospel, I'm sorry, the Bible or the scriptures, the Bible that you hold in your hand or on your phone, the Bible is one giant redemptive plan. It's broken into several books and there's chapters and verses. And then if we told you to read the Bible, we'd say, hey, make sure you turn in your Bibles to John chapter one or something like that. Uh, and, and and we're like don't you know don't start at the beginning start somewhere in the middle there's no other book on the planet that they actually do that on uh, and so it's, it's a little bit strange when we talk about the Bible and oftentimes what that does is it persuades us that the Bible is just a bunch of short stories that's put together by some general editor in the sky uh, and none of it really fits together but that could not be farther from the truth the Bible is one huge giant story that God has written to redeem all of history and it all fits together together. together. It's in chronological order. It all fits together, and it's beautiful and awesome. And so what we want to do uh, during the year of 2016 is we want to bring all that together and teach you the entire story in order, walking through the major parts of the scripture, major parts of the Bible, and teach you the major stories. Um, And so the other reason why we want to do this is because this plan Uh, will bring all of us together uh, during kind of what will be a tumultuous year uh, as we kind of look forward to moving into a new facility, okay? So while we're going through all sorts of different changes as a church and growth as a church, this will help us all be on the same page. Quite literally. Uh, and so, uh, and so, the, and then thirdly, it also is a fantastic resource to help us disciple our own children. We have a goal at the Church of Cane Bay to make parents the chief disciple makers of their children. And we believe that this plan is going to be, uh, it's is just going to put that on steroids. And so we're really excited about that. How it's going to work is, uh, is every week we'll have a message on Sunday morning. Uh, and the plan is for you as an adult and a youth Uh, or a student, that you will have readings through the week, four readings through the week, that you can just study on your own uh, in your personal quiet time. Uh, And so there's four readings that's listed for every week. And what those readings do is they're preparing you for missional community, and they're also preparing you for Sunday sermons. So every uh, scripture passage kind of deals with what will be preached on the following Sunday. Then there also is a huddle passage that is around the same theme, okay? So we want you to be in, in one of our huddles, okay? And so that's two or three people, men in groups, women in groups together, students in groups together. Uh, and we want you to study that. So every week, basically every huddle is on the same page, reading the same scripture soaping through or um, soaping through or journaling through the same scripture together, and it's also looking forward to Sunday's sermon, so that you can hear from God yourself before you hear from me, because I'm fallible, God is not, uh, and so we want you to hear from God yourself before that you hear from uh, the preacher. Now, here's, here's the cool part. The children are going to come on the same page as us. Now, so through the year, normally, uh, the children learn their lesson and their curriculum that very often does not have anything to do Uh, with what we're learning here in this room on Sundays. That's going to change for 2016, and the children are going to learn the same story, the same lesson that we are learning right here in this room. So Sunday lunch is going to become awesome, because you both are going to be on the same page, and we'll have learned the same thing, and so you can have a conversation about it. Now, what we've also done is our children's curriculum which looks a little bit like this. And uh, we give you opportunity to purchase these. Uh, It's called the Gospel Story Bible. We've been using this for several years now. Uh, And so they learn a story out of this Gospel Story Bible. It's really cool. It's really colorful. Uh, And it walks them through the scripture. And so what we've done here is we've given you the story that they're learning on Sunday so that you can review it with them. uh, If they're third through fourth grade, you can review it at home with them. We also have these things, which are really cool. These are 10 minute devotions for Families that correspond with what they 're learning here, and so what we 've done in this uh, in this guidebook is the children are actually going to be debriefing on what they learn on Sunday, so I hope that makes sense. So, the, so adults, you guys are going to be reading scripture that are going to prepare you for Sunday morning. The children are actually going to be reviewing what they learned on Sunday morning for repetition's sake. The good news about that is that, um, is that you will, as an adult, have already, re- if you're on track with us, you will have already read the scripture the week before your child does. And so therefore you're a little bit more knowledgeable and you seem to know what you're talking about, right? So that's kind of fun. Uh, and then our students, our students are also going to be on the same page as well. We would encourage students fifth through twelfth grade to track along because you're in here in this room to track along with the daily readings, and then on Sunday nights with Chris and the small group and all of his crew, they're going to be using the huddle passage in their small group on Sunday nights. So everybody's going to be on the same page, and I believe that this is going to be very helpful for our church. I believe we're going to grow in our understanding of a scripture. We're going to become a very Bible literate church so we we understand where stories are in the scripture how we can walk through the Bible. Uh, it's going to be super helpful. I believe the Spirit's going to speak to you uh, through these texts and it's going to be so much fun. Uh, so m- these are free. You can grab a couple of them if you need them. Uh, there's a place where you can put your name because there's 150 of you in this room and if we all have the same book, okay? So, so make sure that you put your name in it somewhere. Uh, put it in your Bible wherever you can use it and this will help you track through uh, the scripture. There is one other book that's on our book table that might be helpful for you if you don't know what I mean by soaping through or journaling through the scripture. It's a book called The Divine Mentor. It's kind of greenish in color. And it's something that we use as a resource to teach people how, how to get the most out of reading the Bible and how to journal on a really easy level. It's a very good resource. So all those resources I just showed you are on the book on the book table. Uh, we're also going to have books there that are available for you for sale. We put them as the same price as Amazon, so you just buy them in advance. I don't care if you buy your books on Amazon or wherever you want to buy them, but we try to buy them as cheaply as possible and make you make them available for you. So there's new books on the table today that will help as a Bible resource uh, for you to walk through the scripture as a family, okay? So it's fun. We're going to start next week with the story of the garden. We're going to spend about five weeks uh, in the kind of the beginning of God's history. Uh, so it's going to be fun, and we're going to move to Israel, uh, to the kings, to Jesus, and then finally the church at the end of the year. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to track along uh, with this plan all year. I hope that you're excited about it. I'm pumped about it. Uh, It's going to be really good. Yeah, yeah, cool. So one of the things that we're also excited about for 2016 is our student ministry. Uh, so we, we have a great plan for students this year. Uh, I believe that we are sitting at a, at, a, at a catalytic moment for our student ministry where they're really going to start to grow. Uh, we've got great leadership in place and my hope is that on Sunday nights to just become a great place for the community of students from both middle school and high school can meet right here uh, in this room. I know that they've got uh, some uh, some kind of spring retreat coming up. I think that they've got they're planning I'm going to summer camp this year. There's just a lot going on. So if, uh, if you're in fifth through twelfth grade, I hope that you'll join on Sunday nights. If you've got a student, my hope is that you as a, as a parent uh, would really, really encourage them to come uh, to students at Cane Bay because it really is going to be formative to who they are. They're going to learn how to read the Bible. They're going to l- learn how to hear from God themselves, which is so imperative uh, for their discipleship. It's going to be so helpful. And this year, you're going to be on the same page with them uh, with the whole story. So so my hope is student ministry is going to be just incredible if you have any questions about that about where the student ministry is going or details, or maybe you would like to get involved with our students and kind of and, and be a part of leading them, uh, you can go and talk to chris where 's Chris? There he is right there a guy with his hand held up there he 's our student pastor and he would love to talk with you about how to disciple your child and how to best lead them okay so we 're excited about that now. I want to transition now into talking about uh, our new facility coming up uh, in, uh, in next. Hopefully, we're going to break ground this year and then uh, be in the building next year. It's going to be so fantastic. But I want to give some flesh and blood to this thing. Uh, and so I want, to, I want to introduce you to somebody who's really important uh, to this whole process. And his name is Billy Gressett. Come here, Billy. Um, so everybody give Billy a hand because Billy did. It was great. <clears throat> All right, we don't have stools like cool churches, and so you're just going to have to stand up here awkwardly. But he up to me, and he wore a coat today. So he's he's really cool. I'm not going to... Oh, we, we got this on. Sweet. Got it, maybe. Check. How about now? There it is, yep. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, this is Billy Gressett, everybody, and uh, Billy is a member of the Journey Church, which is our mother church, Uh, and so we're so thankful just right down the road, and uh, Billy's already been to church once already, so this is number two for you uh, today. So Billy's an integral part of what they do uh, uh, over at Journey. So I want you to kind of introduce yourself, introduce your family, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Excellent, excellent. Uh, Again, my name's Billy Gressett. I've uh, got three daughters and a beautiful wife. There they are. Just by looking at picture, you should know that the Holy Spirit is alive and well. The fact that I was married up. <laughs> awesome. There's Sarah right there. She's sitting here too. Yay. I'm good at embarrass her.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, yeah, we have three daughters. Uh, the smallest being Lila and then Julia and Anna. Um, and uh, they are an exciting adventure by so, themselves. And you live, you live in Cane Bay. I do live in Cane Bay. Thank you for reminding me. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, we do. We do. So, so have some of the, uh, when we're thinking about what the vision is. Um, that we've kind of adopted after going through a similar program. where
0: We both went through the same program of Cyprus, just taking air responsibility.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Every man, woman, and child—all that language. yeah, yeah Billy yeah, knows yeah. that well. So, yeah. So, so Billy is invested. You're invested in this community. You live in Sanctuary Cove, right? Correct. Correct. So, don't egg his house or anything like that. He does. He does live here. So, uh, or so, and he went through the flood with us and all that stuff. So he's. I was actually doing. I just got done reading. Um, uh, through the flood, the great
1: flood at that time, good, when I was doing a Bible call. study, I said I couldn't relate to this, to, <laughs> to the story. And then, like that week, we had a flood. I was like, "I'm done." Cool. <laughs> and you, you lead a missional community on your block. We yeah, do, we do, right? we do. Yeah. Uh,
0: matter of fact, I think the uh, the barbers can participate every once uh-huh. with us. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. So we, uh, so he's in our community. He loves Cane Bay. He's a part of our fabric here. Uh, and so Billy uh, runs a company. Well, tell us about your company. Um,
1: well, the management company is called Grescon Development LLC. We. Uh, Uh, manage a portfolio that has about six hundred and sixty thousand square feet of uh, warehouse space um what we call mostly warehouse space or class b office space um we have 125 tenants rent to about eight churches i think for the last decade we've rented to over 20 churches and uh we've even got kind of a heartbeat of what makes a church successful and not successful through that unfortunately and unfortunately but uh uh, I can say this, that uh, churches that take responsibility for their areas seem to always thrive, and, and mm. I'm glad to be
0: a That's part cool. Of so, so y- you know, you mentioned that you went through something called Cypress Project, which is something that we support at the Church of Cane Bay, which is our language of every man, woman, and child. Now, you're, you're not a pastor, never have been. I have not. Praise the Lord. Okay, so, um, <laughs> uh, but but Billy has actually undergone church planter training, uh, and to learn how he can integrate his uh, his building company, his con- construction slash management company. Uh, you do all those things, uh, and you've kind of integrated that right into uh, and how to work with the kingdom. Right. Yes. Yes. So, so Billy, just like we talk about the kingdom of Christ and the area of the church, Billy's actually thinking through the kingdom of Christ in the area of business, uh, which is cool. And so he has all these churches that he rents to and builds buildings for and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you want me to elaborate more than that.
0: <laughs> okay. You said you were going to ask questions. I, I like, am right. going to ask questions. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so I talk a lot. It's my job. I get paid more to do that. Um, so, okay. So uh, tell us about the building. Tell me about the building. It's your building. Oh, you tell you me should, about the building. You should be
1: able to elaborate more than, than <laughs> I hear about
0: it. Um, but what do you have? Anything? No, pictures? just go. No just pictures, talk just, about. Just, okay. Oh, I do have. The, yeah, we do have pictures. So, yeah, there's our building.
1: Well, there there it is. Um, it composes of what that looks like. Kind of, we've tried to architecturally mirror what the what the Cane Bay entrance looks like. If you. If that stonework and brick looks anything familiar, and if it doesn't, then we failed. <laughs> um, but that's what the look looks like. We got on the left side portico would be the entrance, y'all's entrance, and the right side would be, um, I don't know how y'all are going to use it, but it's the, who y'all share with the... Cane right. Bay Kids. Cane Bay Kids. A, I always, I'm getting the words backwards every right. once in a while, so y'all be right. patient with me as I work through Cane Bay Kids Academy. Yep. I believe so, that's You don't see the site work plan, but it would compose about 88 parking spots. Um, I think we have plenty of overflow spots from the adjoining parking spots that won't be used Sunday morning, so uh, parking should not be an issue. Um, I think it's exciting. In the back of the property, you can talk about the back and... The, what about the back? The there's beautiful pond, a, a playground, and a There pond. is a playground. There is a beautiful playground. There you I'm go. Not sure if anyone in this room
0: would be excited about that, but there's, <laughs> there's going to be a great playground. <laughs> <laughs> and there will, but there will be trees around it, right? Absolutely. So, so for for all of your neighbors that are freaking out about the fact that there's that that there's not going to be any trees plenty of trees okay thank As a you step on the court sorry <laughs> that's <great. laughs> dancing over here so it's gonna be so a uh, fantastic uh, for the trees now uh so when um so we're, we're gonna see some where, where are we at right now in so the we
1: have today? begun um what we call the the soft cost section we're uh fairly long well along in the civil design we've submitted to berkeley county we've gotten feedback from uh, both DHEC and the engineering department, we're waiting to hear back from the zoning department on their input. They'll have input specifically on what trees, buffers, and things like that look like. Um, so that's where we're at. We've started the appraisal process this week. So in theory, we would be ready to close on the property in the next 30 to 60 days, depending upon when we get a permit. So. Now that I've said that out loud,
0: I'm really nervous. (laughs) (laughs) So that is my biggest question, right? That's my biggest question. And I think we all need to answer this. Mm -hmm. This is really going to happen. Yeah, ah, there it is. Uh, so, so this real for real. This isn't some pipe dream. We're committed, anyways. Yeah, and and so this is really going to happen. Where we really are um, moving forward. We're going to start moving trees in the next couple months, and you're going to see some signs go up and all that stuff. Oh, we're moving around. Look at that. Yep. See, there you go. It is going to be greener than that, oh uh, so yeah, uh, anyway, so so but we're, we're just we're going to see some movement, things are going to start construction vehicles moving around uh, and, and talk to us a little bit about how we can participate in, in what's happening with you because you're you're the builder right, and you're going to use professional contractors, no offense, right um, so what are some areas that we can we can be involved in a little uh, bit later well uh, I think there's probably professionals in this room, so to say
1: professional sure. contractors. Not saying that we wouldn't have support, sweat, and and everything else. Um, uh, obviously, I think first step is thinking through prayer, right. um, uh, thinking how your skill set could be used, whether it be um, I don't know. You can speak more into mm-hmm. financial, or what have you. But right. um,
0: but later or, on, there's going to be landscaping. There's going to be yeah, landscaping. Yep, you're right. We, yeah. we
1: discussed where we need
0: help on landscaping.
1: There's a lot of things that. Um, the church body can use to come together um, to to help them take ownership of the facility, whether it be landscaping, painting, or whatever, stage building, or there's lots of intricate parts that go along that um, will
0: obviously help Save money, but more importantly, we'll bring community together for y'all awesome. during that time. Yeah, we're—I mean—we're excited. I mean, our church isn't filled with doctors and lawyers, but our church is filled with folks who can do stuff with their hands, uh, which I—which I really love. We, you know, we got a bunch of nuclear physicists who work for the Navy, and I'm not really sure how you can help with that, but um, <laughs> maybe keep it, it from blowing up. Yeah, that's a good plan. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, I wanted you guys to meet Billy uh, mainly because he's a man of God who wants to build us a facility that's going to work, and he's—I mean—he is investing into this thing, as you guys. know. No, we don't actually we will not own this building uh billy is going to own this building and his company is going to own this building and this is a huge generous thing that he's doing because billy really isn't in the in the business of building things uh you don't really you don't really build a whole lot you own a whole lot and you manage it is that correct that that is correct so billy doesn't i mean he is a builder you are a builder yes okay um so uh Billy's a builder, however, that's not really... Where are we going? Uh, uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is he's doing this for us specifically because he's a Christian businessman and wants to see the kingdom grow. Whereas there's not a whole lot of businessmen that would do that for us, that'll just go out on the limb for us and really work hard for us. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm just thankful for you. You're not going to mention anything about how many times we get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's that's right. true. I did do that with you for a long time. <laughs> I ran with him for a long time, and now I don't. Um, and so... Apparently, neither I. I got the deal signed, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, so anyway, uh, but we as a church are thankful for you, thankful for Sarah, thankful for your family. I'm glad, and glad that you're just invested into this community so much that you want to see the church, the church with Big C Church, grow right here as a part of, of what we do here in Charleston. So thank you. Absolutely. We're just excited to be involved. Cool. Let me pray for him, and you guys pray with me, okay? Uh, Father, thank you for Billy and his company, Grescon. Thank you for the men and women that will work on this building that have already worked already, that are continuing to do work on a daily basis to move this project forward. Um, I do pray for him and give that he would have wisdom like we spoke about earlier, that uh, you would pour out the storehouses for him. Uh, Thank you for the generosity that he has given to us already through time, through money, through finances, through the talent that you've given to him. And I pray that, um, that as he continues to give, that he would feel the encouragement. Encouragement that this church can bring to him, uh, Jesus. We love you. Thank you for the Gressed family. Thank you for Billy's work and how hard uh, how hard he works for the kingdom and his mindset to see the church grow. Uh, we love you, Jesus. And it's because of your church uh, that we that we speak your name and we pray that it would grow. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, buddy. Give him a hand. Sweet. <laughs> All right. So uh, so how are we going to pay for all that? That's a big question, right? We still actually, he's generous, but we still have to pay for all of that. Uh, here are some numbers where we're at right now. I'll, uh, so in the bank, uh, I'll put these, I think they're on the board. In the bank, you have those numbers? Okay. Uh, total advanced funds that are in the bank right now that you guys have gifted or we've raised somehow uh, is a 95,000, a little bit over $95,000. Now, if you've been a part of our church for a little while, maybe you don't know. We are trying to raise 125 uh Hopefully, very soon to be able to give to Billy so that he can buy the land and start the building. Uh, the whole project is going to cost two hundred and fifty thousand, but we're really etching closer and closer into this one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars uh, cash. Now, you guys have pledged. We did this back in September and October. Uh, you guys have pledged and given. A lot of you gave first fruits offerings, which are large pieces of large financial gifts. We're thankful for that. A majority of that number came from that first fruits offering, uh, and then you also are giving on a monthly basis, anywhere from $25 to, you know, three or four hundred dollars some of you uh, and so our um, our monthly gifts uh, come out to this amount I think it's about forty seven hundred dollars a month come in uh, from uh, from your pledges to the advance campaign and that's over and above a, a normal tithe okay so that's what we can expect to get uh, now here's the deal we do have a deadline Billy has gifted us with a deadline uh, to get this uh, hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in and that deadline is actually one month from now February fourteenth, uh, so we are short uh, roughly what is it twenty almost twenty nine thousand dollars or something like that. Uh, now uh, here's here's the here's the truth the, here's where we are. There's twenty nine thousand dollars gap that we need to make up in the next month. And so uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that. The truth of the matter is, is that the church does have savings that we can come out and and pay for that gap. That would wipe out all of the savings that we have as a church. And so I don't want to do that. That's not very fiscally responsible as a church. Uh, And so, uh, but that's the truth of the matter. Uh, Now, but I want you to think about what your next step is as as a church. Are we going to give over the next month to make sure uh, that we can maintain our savings as a church? Uh, so that we can make sure that this goes forward. Now, um, so we've been on this campaign for the last three months. And one of the things that I've noticed is people have given generously to this, but we've had a lot of people that pledged that haven't given. In fact, we have about $6,500 that was pledged but hasn't been given yet. So my hope is, is that for some of you who have already, you've made the commitment and you've decided to give a specific amount of money over and above your normal tithe, uh, that you would come, come, come with that so that we can make up this difference. And then uh, secondly, if you um, have, haven't jumped on board with us but want to, uh, there is uh, information that we have an advanced table today uh, that has information about this. So, uh, And it looks a little bit like this. It has a little brochure of everything that we're doing with an FAQ. Go ahead and grab one of those and I would love for you to get invested. Whether you're a college student with a very small income all the way to somebody who has a dual income in your family, um, my hope is that you would pray through what it would look like for you to get invested into the advanced campaign and give uh, for well what it was a two-year campaign now it's uh, 21 months and so uh, we'd love for you to jump on board with us so that we can get into this new facility and move on as a church and we're excited about what God is doing and gifting us in this way okay so I'm thankful for it one last thing for today and we're gonna I'll let you go home and go eat some lunch uh, every year uh, we have we have about 77 uh, church Covenant partners, and these are people who have uh, they've taken the Discover class and they've decided to uh, to covenant together with us through the year. Uh, and every year we wipe that slate clean, and and then we ask these same folks to covenant again with us as partners, so that we have an actual picture of what our church looks like. And these are people who have said, "Hey, I'm going to be invested here. I'm going to be responsible for this community. Uh, I'm going to live up to the expectations of the Church of Cane Bay." And I'm going to remain accountable to the leadership and then also keep the leadership accountable to where we're going on mission. So if that's you, uh, we have a little table over there and it's filled with uh, covenant partnerships for 2016 and that's your chance to, I want you to take this time while we're singing this final song, jump up out of your seat and then go over there and sign your covenant if you're ready to. If you have any questions about that, you can come and let me know, of course. If you are thinking through, hey, I'm not a partner yet, I'm not a covenant partner yet, but I want to be, Your first step is to take our Discover class. And because we give away all of our DNA. We want to make sure that you understand everything of who we are. And on that same table, there's little cards. If you missed in your bulletin, there's little cards that says, I want to, let's oh, get a little crowded over here. Um, I want to, uh, I want to attend Discover. So if you're a covenant partner uh, and you'll see, uh, so you'll see f- people flooding over there to sign covenants. Uh, those are the folks who have uh, given over their lives to this church. And then, um, And then there's also an opportunity if you want to join us to sign one of those I want to attend Discover classes. Okay? So, We're going to stand up, we're going to sing, and we're going to sign our partnership covenants together as a fantastic commitment towards God, and then we're going to be done. Okay? So let's pray together. Father, thank you uh, for everything that you have done for this church, in this church, around this church, and how you are gifting us uh, just an amazing um, gift in this building. But Father, we pray that we would all be on the same page through the whole story of this year. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen.